this is episode 15 of Bella in Your Business. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome, jumpers. In this podcast, I had a rap session with the wonderful Kate McQuillan of Possum Media. As Kate and I have grown to do more and more in the pet industry and with our businesses, it's become imperative that we gather a team around us to help us accomplish the goals that we're looking to achieve. As we gathered a team together, both Kate and I learned some interesting points, such as the proper way to explain what we needed, when, and how to produce the content. On this podcast, you'll get to hear a great conversation for about 20 minutes between the both of us on the topic. Listen in. Kate, we've heard so many times, delegate, 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 delegate. (laughs) And so many people have delegated. Okay, fine. Do this for me. They do something, they get it back, and it is a disaster. Have you ever heard of that, Kate, or ever experienced that? Yeah, I've experienced that too. Yeah. I think... There's a lot of things we're going to talk about today that are going to really help people nail that delegation process because it's not hard, but there is a little bit of an art to it, I think. There totally is, and I think it's not really talked about that much. In fact, this podcast, I think, is the first time I've ever heard anyone really talk about how to delegate. Everyone says how important it is to do it, and you know, I am definitely responsible for being on that negative edge too sometimes. My delegation story started off with uh, Fancy Hands. It's a website online. It's called fancyhands.com. You can go there. And for like 15 bucks a month, they give you like five or seven tasks. And you would give them a task and you literally get back whatever it is that you ask them for. So if your instructions aren't clear, precise, with exact goal and how long you want them to spend on it, then you're going to get what, however they interpret it. So I actually kind of consider Fancy Hands as like the boot camp for learn how to delegate. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And, and it's clear you've took responsibility for not getting what you want back sometimes then. Yeah, for sure. You know, because after the fifth time of it not working out, you're going to start realizing like, hmm, maybe it's not that maybe it's me, (laughs) you know? So I remember I had asked them, can you give me the top blogs in my area? And Kate, I was like looking to like maybe guest blog for them or try to like attach my page onto their page, you know, just like kind of virtual network. Right. So I get back blogs that are everywhere in the Southwest. Because technically that's my area, right? Like the whole Southwest part of the country that includes New Mexico, Arizona, California, Nevada, like. Well, you could say just America. (laughs) Right, right. It was pretty large. So my next go around, I said, okay, find me the blogs that are located in this zip code, you know, and just that example, I think is very indicative of how I kind of started learning. I actually got a virtual assistant and she was starting to help me. And I started learning that every task I gave her, I also needed to tell her what priority it was 
So like, is it high priority? Like she needs to do it immediately or I could wait a week. And I also did need to give her how many hours or how many minutes I wanted her to spend on the task Mm -hmm. so that I felt a little bit like still control. And she felt like she knew, okay, like this isn't like a five hour task. She wants it done in a half hour, you know? And then she could tell me if it wasn't realistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Setting expectations on both sides, I think is, is really important. Yeah. Um, Because if somebody knows it's only a three minute job, they know, okay, well, she's not looking for me to explain all these websites. She's just looking obviously for the list of five URLs. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the method too, you know, I didn't want it necessarily in an email. I wanted it in a Google spreadsheet so I could have it live online and I could access it from wherever I was. So really knowing what you want is going to either help or hurt your delegation. Yeah, I'm all in favor of if you're going to delegate a task, you know, delegate a task that needs to be repeated every day, week, Mm -hmm. month, because that initial time you put in then to setting up a process for that piece of work that you need doing, that's time well spent because you're training that person to do it exactly the way that you want it, deliver it exactly how you want it, you know, carry it out to your specification. But it's something that you're not doing every time you want something done, then you're actually creating a almost like you create your employee handbook, you're creating a handbook of tasks that need to get done. And here's my process on how it should be done. Right. A good example to kind of show our listeners what you mean by that is email marketing. You know, maybe you have, actually, this is my own example. I have one person that helps write my emails. She's amazing. Beth Green from Paws Pet Care. She writes these like cheeky that's your word, cheeky uh, (laughs) emails that are very fun to read and open. And they're also kind of short. And I give them to my VA and I say, okay, put them in MailChimp and schedule it to come out. Well, my VA, because I taught her my expectations, she knows to do it in 20 minutes. She knows that I need these call to action buttons that I have like a template Mm -hmm. specifically for it. She also knows that if it requires any kind of graphics, that I have an entire Dropbox folder full of every graphic I've ever purchased for the past two years, and she can choose from that library. So I have all of these things set up, and after I explained it to her once, she is able to do it again and again and again, which frees up my time of having to do it all. I just have to manage the delegation. But I think that's because you've chosen to delegate to the right person as well. And that's important. A task like that needs to be delegated to somebody who's working for you on a regular basis because it's a regular task. You wouldn't give that task to somebody on Fiverr or even fancy hands probably um, because you don't know you're getting the same person each time. It's not such a personal relationship. But there's definitely, if you're having that VA experience, you can start handing over some of those things that you don't need to be involved in anymore because they're just repetitive tasks. They don't require the Bella touch or the Kate touch. They're just things that need to get done. We all have a whole list of those types of things. Correct. So I guess what we could kind of tell our listeners is that if you have something that's a repetitive process, like Kate was saying, that would be really great to give to a VA. If you have some mindless data entry or research or can you call them and sit on hold for 20 minutes and then tell them this because I don't have the time to do it. That would be something great for fancy hands. So I think what we're saying, Kate, is acknowledging where to send this task is part of the battle. 
It is. And I think if you can get that bit right, you're not setting yourself up for disappointment. Because if you'd probably given that task to Fancy Hands to put in MailChimp, you might not have got what you wanted. It probably would have took you longer to tell them each time how to do it. Whereas now you could actually even have your VA write the process. You could say, here is what I want you to do. And while you're doing it, write up the process, put it in Dropbox. Here, there's the folder of all the processes. So then if your VA leaves or you hire a new VA or you've got all those processes and you don't have to write them again (gasps) that is delegating the delegation (laughs) (laughs) Kate that is brilliant oh my gosh I'm gonna use that I love that this is another reason why I love our podcast Kate and I have so many great conversations just over Facebook messenger like on the phone there that I feel like this is another conversation we're having that's a great idea I love it it is because you don't want to keep doing the same things over and over again I know you've had a VA leave and you know you don't want to do that work again so that's the thing too I don't want any of our listeners to get discouraged if it doesn't work out and it could not work out for a number of reasons just like hiring for your pet business Okay. There's a lot to be said about constantly hiring. It's the same with a VA. You know, sometimes you'll get someone that will be with you for a very long time. And sometimes life situations change. A lot of VAs end up being moms, you know, and they do it in between taking care of their kids. And they might think they have enough time and then they don't, or they might end up having even more time. It depends on how old the kids are. Like just life situations change. And you got to really learn to just appreciate it, what it was for, and roll on to the next one. And I speak from personal experience. I had the most amazing VA and her husband's job schedule changed. She had three kids and she just kind of decided that she wasn't going to be able to do the caliber of work that I needed her to do. And it was kind of becoming more stressful for her because she didn't want to let me down. So, you know, yeah. I'm and looking at other resources well. now. Yeah, I think as well that as well as it changed for her, it could have changed for you just as easily. You might have decided, well, she's not really what I need. My business has evolved. I need somebody with higher skills. So I think you don't want to be too afraid to change yourself either. Change your VA if they're not working for you anymore. That's fine too. Your business may have evolved to a completely different level where you need someone with completely different skill sets. That's a great point. I mean, I'm actually about to interview tomorrow a VA that's double the hourly wage I was paying. But it appears that they can actually do a lot more. Their skill set is that much higher. So if I can have someone help me with a higher skill set, that can definitely take away a lot of the pain of (laughs) the meticulous work that I need to get done, then that's going to really be beneficial for me. And it's going to help me be more productive. Many of you may or may not know, I put together the industry's first ever comparison chart of all of the major software companies in the pet sitting industry and included the whole Google Drive of all of their responses. It's pretty awesome. And the only way I was ever able to actually be successful like doing it is because I had my VA helping me. There was a lot of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with all of the different companies. So I'll put in the show notes, the link to that free download if you're interested. Super awesome download. (laughs) I think what you have to remember when you delegate, people can see it as a cost. 
you paid somebody to help you put that together, the things that didn't need you to be involved in, the kind of back and forth data collection. Mm -hmm. But that download has the potential to earn you money. And I think that's what people need to remember is that you're investing in creating something. And if you have a vision for the end goal of what you want to get out of it, you know, you're going to sell more products out of that. You're going to create awareness for your business. So it's not just a cost. The VA isn't just a cost. You know, it's to help you move your business on and make more money, all the things that we want to get out of our business. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I can't agree. You said it perfectly. I think one of the things that we did when, I suppose the first thing that we delegated out was we hired an office manager Mm -hmm. to take calls and do inquiries, something that I know a lot of people talk about doing and they're never really sure how to go about it. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things for us when we were doing that is this kind of fear of letting go, fear of somebody not doing it as good as you can do it. And I think that's something that people really need to kind of look at that you're not the only one that can answer a phone. You're not the only one that can talk about your business. What do you mean? You the- every, I have to answer every phone call, Kate. I, <laughs> I have to. I have, no one else can answer the phone except for me. I have the secret sauce. Maybe you're the only one that can train that person to answer the phone. But you sure can delegate. I, I think when we went through that process, one of the things that we did was we streamlined everything to make it so super simple. And it actually gave us a great opportunity to review the process we were going through. And it's really weird when you're handing it over to somebody else and you're like, why do we do that step again? We actually don't need to be doing that. Skip that. Let's just go straight to doing this. You know, it's a great kind of review of your whole processes and procedures as you hand anything over to anyone, because sometimes you can be doing things yourself for so long, you don't really see that it's not the most efficient. So I think that's a great process to go through. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you do anything more than once, you should consider putting it on a process because once it's on a process, you can delegate it. I'm still like jonesing over your idea of delegate the delegator. (laughs) That is just brilliant. (laughs) One of the other tools that I found really good for delegating is Trello. It's actually a free tool. I don't know whether you've ever used it. It's great for putting up lists of tasks and two people can have access to it. You can kind of check off what you've done. You can kind of create a timeline, a project timeline. That's really good, free tool. If you're going to be working on a big project with somebody, you know, maybe you decide to run a competition or something and you're working with your web designer and somebody doing your marketing, that kind of thing. That's really useful. I'm looking at it right now. I've never heard of it and I saw it in our show notes. So we'll also put this in our show notes. But it kind of reminds me of a little bit of Pinterest. It's like uh, these boxes and these pictures. It looks quite lovely. And um, I know I was definitely, that was the first thing I looked for with my VA is I said, okay, we need some sort of an app or something to keep track of all these projects because I kind of felt like I was sending her like, oh yeah, this and this and this and this. And then it was like, I kind of lost track of what we were doing because there were so many things. So I could Mm. see how this could help visually organize and keep you on target. So it's Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O.com. I'm sure I've never used it to its full potential. I, I kind of make lists in it because <laughs> I, I probably need to delegate somebody to learn how to work it and then show me. I think so many of us have all these technologies to help us, whether it's our smartphone or customer management system or an application or a software. And we only really know how to use like 25% of its potential. I would like to encourage this completely side thought, encourage everyone that, you know, maybe there's a system you use a lot in your life and 
contact the owners or download the video or go to YouTube and learn more about how to be lethal with it. Because imagine if you're only using something to 25% of its potential and if you could really learn up the rest of it, how efficient you could be, you know? That's one of the things that I committed to this year was finding new ways to learn about the things that were going okay, but I knew I could get more out of. Mm -hmm. Things like MailChimp and stuff, which you just kind of learn the basics and then you're like, oh, hey, I'm done with that. But there's so much more that it can do. Even like your scheduling software, are people really using it the most efficient way? You know, all sorts of things like that, that you can get into more depth. And why not hire somebody to help you? (laughs) Hire someone to teach you. If that's, you know, we're not all good at watching videos and learning ourselves. I've paid people for the hour, two hours to show me how to actually do something rather than me spend hours trawling through YouTube videos and websites trying to figure it out. Just get someone to show you. Yes, absolutely. And while we're talking about that, you know, we're talking about hiring people a lot, Kate. And I can already hear through the airways people saying, oh my God, but I don't have the money to do that, you know? So I want to encourage everyone to make sure that your business is healthy. I've always touted, and we can talk about this in another episode, but the 30-30-40 rule, you know, like 40% mm-hmm. for labor, 30% for the business, 30% for you. So if you've got that quote-unquote healthy business and you're actually paying your business, you know, you're charging enough and you're paying the right amount that you can get a paycheck and the business can get a paycheck, this is the money that you can do with the business money. You know, this is stuff that is going to help exponentially grow you and help you, you know, hiring the office manager, you were just talking about that. And I don't think that you can ever hire anyone, including an office manager, unless you do have it streamlined. So things like processes for call logs, how do you track who calls you? How do you track who you follow up with and how many times you follow up with them? and how you follow up with them. And recording all that data. Do you know, actually, since we've hired our office manager, I've had way more time to actually analyze the data. When you're answering the calls yourself, how efficient are you about logging them? But when you're paying somebody and that's part of their job, they fill in every spreadsheet and number you want. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And I agree. You know, when I had my office manager too, I have so much data and I have so many leads. And then like when I'm doing it, I don't take the time to actually necessarily log every single one that I should be logging. And that's potential revenue you're losing yourself because some of those leads hiring out can actually... Do you see how hiring someone to do this because you're giving them a job to do, they're going to do it, could potentially actually earn you more money than you're spending on them doing it for you. It really truly is an investment. It's not a cost. And delegation is like the only way that you can do it. One of my first blog posts I ever wrote was what do you have in common with the president? And I talked about the president and Oprah and I even talked about Donald Trump. And I talked (laughs) about how they were all these moguls who have done so much stuff, but they couldn't do it all by themselves. They had to have advisors or departments that they could say, okay, I'm going to trust you to figure this out. Report back to me. You really, as you grow, you have to grow out of your business and be on top of your business. I think it's scary that some people aren't delegating some tasks. Mm-hmm. Things, contractual stuff, HR stuff, maybe payroll stuff, all of these kind of taxes and yes. stuff. You know, that's scary that you're not delegating because these are things that are so important for your business. We're going through this franchising process at the moment. 
there is no way I would write my own franchise contract, <laughs> you know, and I wouldn't go into a Facebook group and ask anybody for advice on it. This stuff is serious. You yeah. wouldn't have a contract with your employees that you'd written yourself. Like, you know, if you were a legal person, you'd be working in that profession. So I think, you know, we're talking about delegating some of the day-to-day tasks to free up our own time, but there's also some tasks that are absolutely non-negotiable. They should be delegated. I think that's important. That is very important. That's a really great point. And I'm glad that you got that in on this podcast because I think I take that for granted, but I just slap my forehead so many times when I see people say stuff like that, like, can I have your service contract or can I have your employee manual? It's like, do you want my underwear too? Like, <laughs> I, I don't, it, it no doesn't. Thanks. Yeah, right. So anyways, now that we've totally excited you or scared you with my last comment, <laughs> we would love to get your feedback and it sure would help us grow in the podcast world. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.